Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts and I am your coach for this episode. Thank you guys for joining me again for this part two of this Uh, Can we call it intense? Y'all want to call it intense? Low intense? High intensity? Yeah, one of them. But it is intense, you know, and I guess depending on the individual, uh, it will impact you one way or the other. And so thank you guys for coming back. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for downloading, you know, all that stuff. Just thank you. You know, gracias. (laughs) My little Spanish coming out. Uh, Don't forget, you can check me out for private coaching at my website, www.iamreneroberts.com. I am so excited that I've met a couple of new people from different states. Uh, you guys have hit me up, and um, we've begun our journey of coaching, so that's exciting. I'm waiting on the rest of you guys. You know, um, Check me out. You can also find that information on my social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram, uh, at I, at Renee Roberts. Uh, and of course, y'all know my ultimate goal. Those that listen to me on a weekly basis you should be able to say this with me by now but my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery healing and for progress for your life so let's get our lives moving even further today um as we continue on in this part two. So I know we were talking last week. We began, I began to share with you about childhood emotional neglect, you know, went through some of my own personal journey with that. You know, I told, I promised you guys from day one that I would be very candid. I would be very honest and transparent with you uh, concerning my own journey, because I believe that some of our greatest assistance in healing is hearing someone else's transparency in that same struggle. Uh, So I'm hoping that even above all things that my transparency really is helping in this situation uh, because it was like a light bulb for me that came on and I didn't really have anyone being transparent about this particular area something I had to kind of walk through learn research and discover on my own uh, and um, but you're blessed you don't have to do it alone Uh, I'm walking with you guys through this journey and so I didn't want to leave you just hanging and in part one you know talking about the the some of the the things that we experienced as kids you know or some of the things we experienced um, even as parents I wanted to kind of carry that over and deal with some of the the impairments that this emotional neglect has caused some of the signs like how to identify it and of course how to start breaking the cycle of of this this emotional neglect and so I, I was just about to jump ahead but I'm going to stop right there. Let me just, let me stay on, let me stay on task. You know, I'll give you the grand finale at the appropriate time, but I want to start this one off strong like this. I want everyone to stop making excuses for being unavailable emotionally. Stop, stop making excuses for your, uh, your, uh, unavailability emotionally. Don't make excuses. Do something about it. That is not healthy guys. I know, I know it's who you think you are and this is how you have been and this is how life has, this is the, 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 the dish that, uh, or the, the cards that life dealt to you, but that is not who you are innately. That's who you've become over time because of injury, because of disappointment, because of hurt, because of neglect. 
And we're getting on on our healing journey now. So we can't keep making excuses for that. Being emotionally unavailable, that is not normal. We've normalized it, but that is not the norm of humankind. Our human nature has been designed to be emotional. And when it becomes unavailable, something has impeded its progress. Something has come in between what should be and, and uh, you know, what we're, what we're actually doing at the time. And so I want us to stop. Let's, let's stop, stop making excuses for that. Because when we're emotionally unavailable, we are literally being robbed of the opportunity to enjoy deep connections and healthy relationships. That's a privilege. That's an honor. So it is robbery when we just stay in the unavailable slot. You gotta, we have to work to become available. We, we want to get those uh, vacant signs back flashing again, right? So that we can start living in some, and enjoying some deep connections, some healthy relationships. Finally, that's, that's when you start really enjoying life. And in order for us to do that, I told you last week or last episode, we have to deal with our root system. Childhood neglect, it is rooted, that, that neglect is rooted in our childhood and it affects us even to date as adults. Uh, so we have to make sure we start dealing with that because when we don't, it produces impairments, emotionally impairments, emotional impairments. We become emotionally impaired. And so I want to kind of start off with this whole giving you some samples of what that looks like. You know, so this episode, you know, we're going to, you're going to uh, subtitle it. That's what it looks like, you know, because everything I want to share with you today is literally going to give you a way to, you can create images in your head about it. You probably can attach it to a particular behavior or, or, or situation. And so I'm giving you certain things. I'm going to use certain verbiage, specific verbiage uh, that you can understand and you can try to identify it. So here are some of the things that uh, emotional neglect causes. And this is what it looks like. These are the impairments. Suppression. That's simple, right? That's, that's a simple word. To, to We can understand that is what I'm saying. Suppression. How many of us suppress and, have, and we wonder, like, why do I suppress? Why do I not just say what I need to say? Why can't I share my feelings? And I'm talking about suppression of feelings. These, all of these are talking about our feelings, you know, our emotional realm. Why do we suppress? You, if you ever ask yourself that question, I can promise you um, it's a result of uh, emotional neglect at some space in your life. Heartache. Heartache is another thing that emotional neglect causes. Depression. Oh my God. And we know too many people, even in these times, we're still in, I don't know when you're listening to this, but as I'm recording this, we are in pandemic time still. As a matter of fact, still in 2020, the end of it, of course, but they're saying that these numbers are raising again and people are fighting depression left and right because they're just ready for life to get back in order, life to get back into a normal routine. And they're struggling mentally with that. They're struggling emotionally with that. Everyone does not do well with being separated from people. They need people. A lot of people need people and we're not going to demonize them for needing people. The reality of it is they're fighting depression because here it is. It's emotional neglect. There is, there's a neglect there. You understand what I'm saying? And so these are, that's an impairment. Um, loneliness. Another thing people are fighting during this pandemic. 
People are lonely. They're lonely even with people in their homes. Go figure. That's a whole nother podcast. Um, voids or emptiness. Uh, that's another thing we experience when we have emotional neglect. Because remember, your emotional realm is a part of it is partly responsible for for causing fulfillment and contentment inside of you. So when that's not happening properly, you are inevitably going to experience some voids or some emptiness. And not just these, but you will experience these in addition to any other ones that you may encounter. Discontentment, that's another one. A lot of discontent. How many of us are discontent? I wish I could see you or hear you, uh, but I do feel you. Discontentment, that's another one. Fear, fear, O-M-G. Fear is even too big to tackle in this, this particular episode, so I'm going to move on. But fear, avoidance. Avoidance is another thing that, that uh, emotional neglect causes. It causes us to start avoiding. We avoid uh, emotions. We avoid things that are going to cause us to be emotional. We, we avoid people that are going to make us emotional. So funny, you know, I'm a big hugger, right? And so this, 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 this uh, pandemic has really messed up, my, it's messed up my game. You know, it's really messed up my vibe uh, and my skill set. I got to practice some more. I need to, you know, I need some bodies to squeeze so my, you know, I can keep, that, keep those hugs going the way that people really love to feel them. And um, it's so funny. I would encounter people sometimes that just they did not know how to receive hugs. So they would avoid me. They would like literally like avoid me and tell me respectfully, like, you know, I already know, but you know, I just, I just couldn't do it. And you know, the, the hug thing, the hug thing. Why? Because it evokes emotions in them. And that's, that was their honest, that they were being very honest with me. And I respect that, you know, but it's so interesting. Like, wow, you know, these types of things, we, it's very hard for these to even receive affection uh, when we've been affected by this emotional neglect. So avoidance, that's really where that was. I didn't even have affection on my list, but let's add that one. (laughs) You know, we run from affection too. Uh, Another result of emotional neglect is we become distrustful. We don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody. You ever said that? We start trying to sabotage things. We become self-sabotaging. We sabotage relationships. We, we, we're gonna, I'm going to destroy it before somebody else destroys it. I'm going to mess this up because this is too good to be true, and I already know it's going to mess up anyway. You know, those are the types of things we go through. Uh, denial is another thing we deal with in emotional neglect. Uh, anger. I told you that one last, last episode. And control. We become control freaks when we have been emotionally neglected because we want to make sure that we keep ourselves under control at all times. Tears back up. You know, go back into the shoot. You don't, you're not allowed to come out hard. You're not allowed to hurt. You should not be hurting over this. You should not be feeling like this. You're a fool for thinking this way. You're a fool for feeling this way. All of those types of things are results of emotional neglect. Now, I want to share with you some signs of emotional neglect. Take a deep breath. I feel you. Take a deep breath. Breathe it out. Let's get it. 
Here are some signs of emotional neglect because it's important for you to be able to identify. Remember, in the healing journey, the first thing was being able to recognize and accept it, right? You can't recognize what you don't know. So I'm giving you some things that you can recognize and you can easily recognize them. And even if you're not writing these things down right now, you can listen to this. Listen, your, your memory is literally triggering because it's connecting to a lot of these things. So it's not about writing it. Your heart is like, yep, that's there. That's there. That's there. We need to really deal with this. So here's some signs. And these signs are either you or somebody, but here are the signs. Okay. <laughs> uh, when people don't, when you don't like talking about your heart issues, and I'm just going to talk to you as if it's you. All right. So if you don't like talking about your heart issues, uh, that's a sign of emotional neglect. Something's going on inside of you that that keeps you from sharing about what's going on in your heart. You don't mind hearing what others have to say, but you're not going there. That's a problem. Um, you lack in the affection department. Oh, I did write it down. It's just in this part. But yeah, you lack in the affection department. You don't give it and you don't receive it. Or you don't mind giving it, but you don't want to receive it. Or vice versa. Okay. Um you lack an empathy. You can't see yourself in other people's shoes. There's no sensitivity towards that. It's cold. It's just like, you know, it is what it is mentality. That is not healthy. Uh, you don't know how to validate. You don't validate people. You don't validate other people's emotions because yours have not been validated. I get it. Uh, you equate emotions to weakness. So to feel emotions is to be weak. That is a fallacy. And that is so unhealthy for us uh, in our uh, social development. Um, you misunderstand and, and, and misinterpret others. You misunderstand and you misinterpret others. Uh, that's another part of uh, emotional neglect, especially when it comes to emotional things. You misunderstand and you misinterpret them. Um, you consider other people too emotional or extra sensitive when they are showing emotions, you know, like they, they're doing too much. They're doing the most. Why are you crying? I have a really good friend. He's a guy and he is one of the most tenderhearted men I know, like will cry at the drop of, I don't know. I don't even know what, you know, they call it a drop of a hat, but he cries, right? And I love it. And um, it was so funny recently, we were chatting and um, he had had a moment and he was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm getting older. I think it's my age. Something's happening. Like I cry about everything. And you know what? I think that is beautiful. I think it's so beautiful that he's so in touch with his emotions. You know, I, I think that is so healthy. Um, and even the irony is he's a man and in our society men are not supposed to show that side of themselves uh we know that's a fallacy that's why i said in our society um but to see him going against that grain blesses my heart every single time so some people feel he's too sensitive and he's too emotional but i beg to differ I, I feel he's probably one of the most healthier, uh, the more healthier individuals uh, that's free to share those emotions because he laughs just as much. He he can tell you off just as much like he's he's he, he, he expresses quite a few emotions. The key is he expresses them. 
And when we have been bound to not express them, something is wrong. Uh, Another thing, I got three more. Uh, We become very defensive. So if you're very defensive, that's a problem. And um, let's see, they pull away from connection. You pull, if you're pulling away from connection, you get afraid to connect. You start pulling away. You fall back into that whole sabotage situation. That's a problem. And the last thing I have on this section is there is no equity in emotionally investing. Seldom, if ever, do you share your own heart feelings. I don't know why I said that again. That was what I told you the first time. You know, when I'm writing, I'm just writing. But there's no equity. In other words, the other person shares, you won't share or vice versa. Um, there's an, there's a problem there because there's a disconnect, uh, that is not a healthy way of operating in our emotional realm. And it is all linked to childhood neglect. So now how do we break this cycle? This is where the, this is the juicy part of the podcast, right? Give you all of that imagery So I want you to go back and listen to this another time and get all those things in your mind and see them, right? But listen to this. We have to start breaking the cycle of this mess. We have to start breaking the cycle. We have to start seeing that, okay, what I'm doing is affecting and it's influencing my children's emotional development. How I, how I respond to what I've gone through is literally training them to respond you know, to what they're going to go through or what they experience. And so I want to give us a few things that I want to talk to us about a few things that we can do to stop breaking that cycle. Everything has a lineage. You are where you are emotionally because of where your parents were. Your parents were where they were because of where their parents were. And it just, the list just goes on. Like we can go on and on until we get back to Adam and Eve, right? So we're going to start here. We can start right now at this particular generation. So I'm going to give you five different things and I'm telling you these numbers to hold myself accountable. So I can't keep, I won't keep adding numbers for you. So five, right? Here we go. All right. So breaking the cycle. First, I want you to start measuring yourself against what you've learned. So in other words, you got this podcast that Coach Renee is talking to you about. You have other resources that you can read, you can listen to, YouTube, uh, uh, books, all types of things, right? Measure yourself against those things because you can't trust, you can't trust yourself, right? You got to start measuring yourself. You would not even know this, that you are operating in some of these things if some of these resources didn't bring it to light for you. So start measuring yourself. This is how you start breaking the cycle. This is, this is a part of the education. This is a part of gaining knowledge, right? Start educating yourself so that you can start measuring yourself against the things that you've learned. Number two, start having conversations with some of your close connections. What this is going to do is going to help you analyze your interpretations, your interpretations of what you just learned, okay? Because we have to realize that our deficits really skew our interpretation. So a lot of times we're looking at something and we, we don't even see ourselves in it. It can be giving you all the symptoms, every line upon line, and you do labeling it for somebody else. You don't even see, that's you. Sus, that's you. Bruh, that is you. So we have to start having conversations so that we have those people that are close to us that we trust that can say, hey, no, mama, that's you. Like, you, you realize that you do that, right? You realize that that's how you act, right? You realize you need that. It's that accountability. It's so healthy for us. Third thing, be patient with yourself. 
but don't be passive. Be patient with yourself, but don't be passive with yourself. This is something that requires aggression, but aggression does not mean I have to be impatient with me. I'm going to be patient with me because sometimes it takes time. It takes, sometimes it takes weeks. Sometimes it takes months. Sometimes it may take years to, to literally, uh, reroute and and relearn and reparent yourself and all these different things, you know, because it didn't come overnight. It's embedded in who you are right now. So in order to get those things up and out, we have to be patient with ourselves. Yes. So that means we're going to make mistakes. That means we're going to repeat some patterns at some times. We're not going to beat ourselves up about that, but we're not going to be like, okay, it's okay. No. All right. You, it happened, but this can't happen again. Talking to yourself, I'm speaking of, you know, it can't happen again. I need to start doing what's necessary to make sure to ensure that I don't go down this road again. So that's the, that's the, the, the passion in that of, you know, being patient, but not passive. The fourth thing, uh, this, this is definitely going to take time as I was just saying before. But the reason is because, remember, it is not an innate skill. Skill sets take time. And they take time doing what? Say it with me. Practice. Practice. Y'all remember the old adage, practice makes perfect? Yes, it takes practice. So we want to make sure we are practicing these things, giving it time, because it does. it is not innate. It has to be, we have to train ourselves. And last but not least, this is definitely going to take some intentionality when it comes to cognitive, cognitively shifting. We have to start, when I say cognitively, I'm talking about you, the way you process your thoughts in your mind. You have to like literally be intentional with it because your mind is going to do what it has been prone to do for that length of time. But once your mind grabs a hold of a new way of thinking, guess what's going to happen? It's going to definitely revolutionize how you see the world and how you respond in it. So I am hoping that these things will help us to begin to break the cycle over our lives so that we can start breaking the cycle in our children's lives, our nieces, our nephews, our grandchildren, our godchildren. We can start breaking the cycle and start creating a new generation of emotionally healthy and sound individuals so that now health can be passed on to the next lineage. I hope this has been helpful, guys, and um, I'm looking forward to sharing some more with you, not necessarily on this, but just some things. I have some other things on my heart that I want to share, but until then, ruminate over this, and um, let's get healthy. I'll catch you guys later. Have a good one. Oh, yeah.